Welcome to BIB Today, the daily business podcast from the newsroom of the Business and Vancouver newspaper and our website, BIB.com. I'm Kirk LaPointe, Editor-in-Chief. Now, there's been so much in the news about it lately that Canada would probably like to think it's part of a vanguard of countries leading the world in the development of artificial intelligence technologies. But a new report from Deloitte challenges that assumption in a very big way. It's, it's recently launched Omnia AI Practices, explored the sector in Canada, and concluded that not enough businesses are investing in AI or participating in its earliest applications, for that matter. And that being said, many of us don't even know we're using AI in our daily lives. Joyce Drowen of Deloitte's Vancouver office joins me now to talk about this report. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Kurt. Uh, your, the report suggests that only 4%, 4% of Canadians feel confident enough to even explain AI. Um, uh, do you want to be one of those 4%? Can you help, help us explain what it is that we're trying to explain? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... Overall, for artificial intelligence, it can really be a game changer for people in terms of making our lives more efficient um, and making things and making things better. But people really don't have a good impression about what it is, and, and they they fear they fear using it or don't even understand what it is in general. Yeah is is it uh, is it because we we have an association with things that are robotic or things out of our control or things that are thinking for us that there's a bit of a fear factor in there. There's a fear factor. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a fear factor in terms of maybe they don't trust the application or they don't understand what the risks are. And of course, we all hear things with cybersecurity and vulnerabilities regularly on the, on the news. So um, people don't understand all the good things that it can bring to their lives. Well, but if we don't know what it is, do we know if we're even using it? I, I don't think some people know that they're using it. They regularly, I think most everybody I know has used Google Maps at some point in time or or Googled something um, on the internet, and they're using AI on a daily basis. Um, if they use Siri on their iPhones, they're using AI. And I think that they don't specifically know when they are using it right now. What would you say, Joyce, is it, what's behind our being behind here in Canada? Yeah, the main thing around that is, is that we're really good at a few things, which is developing talent and research around AI. But what we're not too good at is we're not too good at actually creating the demand for it. So understanding from a business perspective why we actually need AI or how AI can be adopted in our everyday world. So because of that, we have a we have a demand problem, but we have a we have a good supply. Is the demand problem wrapped up in the notion that businesses don't feel it is yet a necessity to enter into this age? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. They, they definitely don't. Um, in our, in our recent research, it shows that only six, only 16% adoption rate amongst businesses, which hasn't changed since 2014. Wow. So with the rise in AI over the last few years, it has not changed. And in other countries, the experience is much more profound, much more prolific. Definitely. They are adopting AI in the UK and the US in China at much higher rates than we are um, here in Canada. And in fact, they do use many of our graduates from Canadian schools to actually head up their AI division. Wow. So are we beginning to experience this a bit of a brain drain this way? Well, we, yeah, we are already experiencing it, Kurt. Um, people are getting uh, good offers from good from places that are outside of Canada and leaving us behind in terms of being able to be competitive um, from a business perspective and then keeping our talent in Canada and being able to be part of the overarching solution for AI globally. 
So, so you can be behind and then catch up, obviously. But what does your report indicate about the imminent investment plans in AI by Canadian business? Imminent investment plans are, are still probably lacking. Organizations need to really have a, a good understanding and adoption of what actual AI is and then work on their infrastructure to actually get there. But right now, it's still it's still lacking in terms of where they need to get to. Are, are there any um, economic impediments in the way, or is this more of a uh, almost like a, a, a psychological barrier that businesses have built for themselves? Hmm. It's an interesting question, Kurt. I, I think it's um, I think it has more to do with a psychological barrier than an economic barrier. Um, hmm. Right now, it, it, it's kind of sometimes if it's not broke, they don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to speak, they don't see the absolute business benefits that are actually coming through. So what they end up doing is a series of science experiments rather than actually adopting AI on any type of industrialized scale inside the organizations that that, that um, are in Canada for the most part. And yet we have, I think, a reputation, a reasonable reputation in this country around the startup economy. Is it just that as businesses mature, they, they don't really build up to scale? Yeah, I, I mean, Canada does have a startup problem, and, and the startup problem is is acute inside the AI in the AI field. We're great at we're great at the research, and the, we're great at the talent um, development in universities that then creates the startup environment. And then we're really bad at buying our own our own intellectual property. Hmm. Um, Canadians aren't adopting it or or creating a demand for it, so then they go elsewhere. Yeah, what what are the implications for things like intellectual property? For Canada, if, if if we continue to lose people, it, we'll we'll be behind overall from the perspective that one of the main reasons why we have a good talent pool here in universities and research is because of our our mild politics, which has allowed uh, researchers to develop AI without worrying about um, you know going into military exercises or or politicized reasons for using AI. Uh-huh. And actually, we can be a, a huge global voice in terms of how. AI will be used ethically, but if we're not at the table because we've lost a lot of our talent, that'll be very difficult to actually um, manage or be a part of. Yeah, you're, you're veering into territory that I think is really interesting to discuss around uh, around apprehension about AI, and that has to do with areas of governance and trust and all of that. And what what are what are your report findings telling us about what Canadians feel about the necessity for things like? regulation or certain types of governance on the development of AI? Our report definitely talks about the fact that um, Canadians are um, have a fear and need to be able to trust that their data is being used properly. And then also, how will these decisions be made? Are there biases that can be created by AI? And it is necessary for us as Canadians to manage that through demand, where we actually have businesses and governments that are actually using AI so that we can create the governance and regulation around it, or have it created by other organizations and countries for mm. us. And so that's really the problem that we're hitting right now. The two countries that I think your report speaks about um, quite a bit are, of course, the United States and China, uh, both of them developing mm-hmm. AI quite, uh, you know, quite profitably at this point. Uh, are Canadians worried about both of those countries in, in different ways? Yeah, I mean, politically, they're they're very different countries and, and have very different reasons why they they develop various um, various tools and technologies, and and yeah, we we are we will be purchasers of artificial intelligence products from countries um, other than purchasing them from ourselves. So, I mean, we don't know what the background is on some of the 
stuff that they would be working on unless we had actually been, again, part of the solution at the table. Yeah. So when you don't know it, it becomes less trustworthy. Is, is Canada much of a collaborator uh, with other countries in, in this field, or are we lone wolves for the most part? Oh, we're definitely Canada are fantastic collaborators, which is actually part of the reason why we have such a fantastic talent pool that is regularly um, regularly um, uh, taken from other taken from Canada to other countries. So yeah, definitely Canada is a fantastic collaborator. But what we need to also be is fantastic leaders as well, yeah. and and that's where we need to look at in the next few years. So what do you think are the implications for this country's economy if we? fail to essentially seize the opportunity of AI? Um, well, the economic fortunes are probably uh, probably less positive than they could be, considering that we are leaders, we are leaders in AI in terms of um, talent and development, and then we don't create a demand for it. We aren't at the table in terms of developing the, the, uh, the riches and, and the prosperity that may come out of that. Um, the economic impact will be substantial. We want to develop a knowledge-based income. We don't want to be a, just a commodity-based country. And data is the new oil, and AI is the vehicle in which the data will be flowing. Yeah. And so it's important for us to be part of that. From reading the report, it sounds as if the universities are doing their bit to graduate um, a, a fairly good supply of talent into this field. But I, I want to take a look at the two uh, other areas that, that are big players in all of this and maybe what their requirements might be. Let's talk a bit about public policy first and what governments can do in order to encourage the development of the field. Sure. Probably one of the main things that govern, governments can do is work on policies where we can share our data securely mm -hmm. rather than doing everything to protect it. Um, there's there's different solutions for both of those scenarios. And when we're all about protecting, then we don't share. Ah, if we're looking right. at how we share securely, then we develop solutions toward that problem. And that, that'll be the main issue is that in order to actually ex exploit and leverage rich sources of data, we need to be able to share it securely. Yeah. What role might government have, though, also in, in reassuring Canadians that, in, in fact, they can they can trust this technology as it emerges. I think it's really to be um, part of the solution in terms of developing the technologies and using the technologies. There's no better way to learn how to govern and learn um, how to actually manage these types of technologies other than actually using them. Um, can't be a backseat voice in terms of how it actually works without actually, you know, using it and then developing it as well. So really they need to be part of the demand that's created and then the governance and the rules and policies can be created on top of that as so, it grows. Okay, so then let's look at uh, at the private sector and uh, what kind of, I might call it a cultural shift, needs to take place here in order to have a more effective strategy around the evolution of AI. Yeah, they, they do need to have a more effective solution in terms of thinking about the advantages that actually will be gained. For the most part, most Canadian organizations are kind of looking at AI from only two perspectives. One is a small science experiment that is difficult to either productionalize or industrialize mm -hmm. um, to a larger scale where they can actually benefit from it. And then the other one is they get pulled into AI because cybersecurity criminals are actually quite good at AI. So that's usually where they get pulled in is in one of those two spots. But it's not because they're trying to create value. Um, creating value needs to be uh, the reason why they dive in.
Yeah, I was going to ask you, what what are the better reasons to do that? Those sound like two not-so-good reasons. Yeah. Well, the cybersecurity one's an important one, but, but uh, you know, having said that, though, is that, you know, we need to look at ways in which we can create value and then help those talented organizations um, that are developing um, uh, new graduates in universities to help them understand the business reason why or the or the societal reason why they're developing AI. Otherwise, it just becomes a series of science experiments. Yeah. And then they do go other places to figure out what they do. In terms of the concept of a science experiment, is it a little reminiscent of the arrival of the digital age in the first instance, where companies looked at the shocking amount of money that needed to be poured into this and didn't quite yet see any feasible return on it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, that might be one of the fears, Kirk. I think that I think that overall, um, AI solutions are, probably aren't as expensive as people think that they are, because you can actually start off with you know, pilots and proof of concepts that people leverage out. And actually, algorithms have become cheap. Algorithms have become commodities. It's really the mm-hmm. business application that, you know, where the money actually lies in terms of investment or, or scaling. Yeah. Last last point, uh, Joyce, uh, where does a study like this then lead? And what, what does Deloitte want to keep looking at here in this space? Well, we've developed our own um, artificial intelligence um, practice here in Canada that we've launched. And, and what we really want to do is help governments and businesses to adopt AI into the way that they're doing things ethically mm-hmm. and um, help them move from where they are right now to, to create the, the real ecosystems that we need to look at that are actually going to drive these, which include academics, small businesses, government, larger businesses, um, instead of just looking at it as a pool of um, talent that yeah. gets pillaged by other countries. Because there are, after all, even with, uh, with machines, there are ethics that involve them. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We need to be at the table in order to do that. Yeah. Well, Joyce, I want to thank you for your time. It's an interesting report, and, and I think there's some very interesting uh, bits there for us to, uh, to, to, to take in. Thanks for your time today. Thanks so much for inviting me, Kirk. Joyce Drowen from Deloitte. And that's BIV Today for today. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm Kirk LaPointe. We'll see you next time.